to the Prompt to Page podcast, a partnership between the Jessamine County Public Library and the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning. I'm your host, librarian and poet, Carrie Green. Each episode, we interview a published writer who shares their favorite writing prompt. Submit your response to the prompt for a chance to have it read on a future episode of the podcast. Our guest today is Mariama J. Lockington. Mariama is a transracial adoptee, author, and educator. She has been telling stories and making her own books since the second grade, when she wore short alls and flower leggings every day to school. Her debut middle grade novel, For Black Girls Like Me, is a Junior Library Guild gold standard title and has earned five starred reviews. Mariama's second middle grade novel, In the Key of Us, will be out April 26, 2022, and her debut YA novel, Forever Is Now, is also forthcoming. Mariama calls many places home, but currently lives in Kentucky with her partner and her little sausage dog, Henry. You can find her on Twitter at Mary Locke and on Instagram and TikTok at For Black Girls Like Me. Welcome, Mariama, and thanks for joining us. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. And you just told me that your little dog, Henry, is hanging out <laughs> in is. your room right now. <laughs> he is snoring in a sunspot. Uh, well, it was a sunspot in my office, so he keeps me company <laughs> at all times. <laughs> it's good to have a companion sometimes for the lonely writer life. <laughs> you know, sometimes I ask him if he'll help me with my writing, and he just, you know, turns his head away and naps more. So at least his company was helpful. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> yeah, my cat is about about the same amount of help <laughs> for <Yeah>. my writing. <laughs> so I read a couple of interviews with you talking about For Black Girls Like Me and the process of writing it. And I was interested, you said that it started off as your MFA poetry thesis and then adapted into a middle grade novel. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that process? Yeah, absolutely. So I have two really big passions. I've always been a storyteller interested in writing stories, telling stories, drawing them before I had, you know, language and could spell very well. And I've also been always really passionate about education. And so I moved out to the Bay Area after undergrads, and I worked for a couple of different nonprofits, and I earned my MFA in, I'm not my MFA, excuse me, I earned my master's in education. And then I went on to get a master's in poetry, a master's in fine art and poetry from San Francisco State. And so I come from a spoken word, performance poetry background. And I, as I was studying at San Francisco State, I began to write a series of poems that were sort of these prose, mixed genre, a little bit of prose, a little bit of poem that had the same central character in it. And that, that was a, a girl who was Black and adopted. And I would say that those poems were a little bit more autobiographical and also a little bit more abstract than what the book became. But that ended up being my mm -hmm. thesis. And um, after I graduated from that program, I tried to submit that, you know, manuscript of these, you know, sort of narrative, sort of plotish, but not really a, a real plot um, to poetry <laughs> prizes. And I wasn't getting a lot of response from that. Um, so I put it aside. And then in, oh my goodness, in 2015 or 2016, I ended up writing a article for BuzzFeed um, about my own experiences as a transracial adoptee who was raised by a white family. And when that got published, 
I had a couple of editors reach out to me asking, you know, if I wanted to tell my story or continue to tell my story. And one of those editors was someone from FSG Books for Young Readers, which is a Macmillan imprint, asking, hey, you know, I read Mm -hmm. your story about being adoptee. Would you like to write one, but for middle grade? And so Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I have these weird 12-year-old, 11-year-old poems, and I'm an educator. And specifically, I love working with middle school age students. And all of those things just sort of clicked. And I went back into that manuscript and rewrote it with a middle grade young adult audience in mind. And so a lot of the the sentiment, the emotions, the sort of core of that girl is in the story. But I really did have mm-hmm. to go back in and think about plot and think about dialogue while still trying to maintain some of that poetry that I had uh, started with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things I found so interesting, it's almost like the editor gave you a writing prompt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but it's also, you know, a really great way to re-see your work and to- and transform it into something new. Yes, I love it. When I do author visits, young people say, well, how long did it take you to write this book? And the real, an- uh, the long answer is about <laughs> 10 years, right? Because, or to publish mm-hmm. it, because I started writing those poems early on. And then the mm-hmm. short answer is once I got the prompt and the, sort of the interest from the editor, and once I looked at, you know, it was only like 60, 70 pages long, and I trans, and then I had to write it into, you know, a 300 and something page book. So yeah, it was, a, it was a prompt, but it was so exciting to me because both passions in my life just sort of clicked and I love writing mm-hmm. for young people. So it's a, it's a great yeah. job. <laughs> so other than that particular writing prompts, uh, what role have writing prompts played in your writing process? Yeah. Um, so, so many roles they've played in my process. I mean, I'm <laughs> um, going through an MFA program, you know, my focus was poetry, but I love fiction. I love nonfiction. So I took many, as many of those classes as I could as well to try to push myself in different areas. And I use prompts, I would say in the present day, more so as a way to maybe if I'm stuck on a particular character, to maybe explore a character outside of the project I'm working on. I use prompts as free writes. So when I'm feeling stuck, you know, just putting my pen to paper or typing and just letting a stream of consciousness go. And then, you know, as a, as a college student, when I participated in slam poetry, a lot of that was, you know, writing off of a prompt and then being like, Hey, there's a poem in there and turning it into something performance wise or collaborating with another poet and saying, you know, here's our prompts. Uh, One time a friend and I did a Shakespeare competition where we had to take a Shakespeare sonnet and rewrite it, uh, like modernize it. And so prompts play, I would say, a big part of my creative process and are something I return to when I'm feeling like, okay, I I maybe need to get unstuck from this particular moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of our guests have talked about. And I think it's really good to know that even the professionals still use (laughs) writing prompts. (laughs) I think we have to. So what prompts did you want to talk about today? Yes, I'm excited about this. So I have two prompts. And again, I write fiction, I write poetry, I write a mashup of all the things. Um, I love to write nonfiction as well. So this first prompt that I wanted to offer up is a free write prompt. And it's often a prompt that I return to in my own practice and also 
when I am teaching a youth writing workshop or potentially an, a, a workshop for adults, it's usually something I do as a warm up because I think sometimes whether you're new to writing when, or you're not, it can be a little bit intimidating to sit down and just start coming up with ideas. So for this prompt, really, you know, all you need is a timer and you need to set that timer for one to two minutes and you are going to do a free write. And so that means that for those one to two minutes, you do not take your pen off the paper if you're writing on pen and paper or you do not stop typing. And I always start out with the phrase, I remember. And for one to two minutes, you set that timer and all you do is write, I remember. I remember it was raining. I remember it smelled like earth. I remember that my garden wasn't growing. I remember. And you just keep stream of consciousness writing whatever comes to mind. If you get stuck, just write, I remember. I remember over and over again <laughs> until that timer goes off. When the timer goes off, maybe shake it out, take a minute. And then you're going to set the timer for another one to two minutes. And you're going to write the opposite. So you're going to write, I don't remember. I don't remember how old I was. I don't remember if I had rain boots on. I don't remember if the sun came out after or if it was gray all day. Your two pieces don't actually have to correspond. So you don't have to try to make them mm -hmm. fit. But the goal is to then think about what switches in your brain when you do the opposite of the phrase that you just did before. So you write for one to two minutes, you turn off the timer. Um, and then hopefully what you've done is maybe strengthened and warmed up those writing muscles, maybe gotten out of your head. Maybe even you have something really cool that was revealed to you as you were doing the stream of consciousness writing that you can then take into the project you're working on. Or maybe you have a whole new piece and something kept coming up when you did the, I remember, I don't remember. So I do that mm -hmm. often and you don't have to use just that phrase. You can literally take, I've done, I believe, I don't believe, I've done, I love, I don't love. Take whatever phrase you think might be fruitful and just switch it up uh, and continue to do that. So mm -hmm. that's my first free write prompt offering for any genre. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Especially the idea of working in opposites. Yes. I, I don't think I've ever done that before. I'm definitely going to try that. Yeah, it's, it's surprising. And sometimes you're thinking along the same lines for the I remember, I don't remember. And then sometimes you're not. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. Mm -hmm. And I find it's one that even if I've done it a ton of times, I'll produce something new when I do it again. Mm hmm. Great. And then the second one is one that I've used a lot in fiction writing workshops with young people. And it's a prompt that sort of deals with setting and perspective a little bit. So the first thing that you want to do is I want you to pick a, a particular place that is either a place you're familiar with, or maybe it's a real place, or maybe it's a place that you've created for whatever world, world you're creating. And I want you to just think about that place. And then for two to three minutes, I want you to spend as much time as you can in those two to three minutes listing out however you prefer to make a list. If it's, you know, bullet points, writing in little sentences, if it's drawing, everything that you can see, taste, smell, hear, basically all the senses that this particular place brings up. Just write it down, map it all out. Spend a few minutes doing that. When you have that map of things, I want you to look at it and I want you to circle maybe three or four things that are objects that have come up. So, you know, I had a student who thought about their grandmother's lake house. And so one of the objects that came up was, oh, my grandmother makes these little coaster, doily coasters out of crochet. And, and that's something I really remember about that particular setting. And then the mm -hmm. prompt is, 
to then write a scene set in that particular place, but from the perspective of that object. So what changes for you? What What is familiar or not familiar when you're writing from the perspective of a little, she did, she wrote a story called The Coaster, a scene called The Coaster, <laughs> and wrote about what it would be like to be that coaster and hearing the grandkids come to the house and cool things set down on top of them and the, fuzz, the, the bubbling of a particular uh, drink set down on them. And so I found that this activity is really fun because it gets you to think about a different, think about a location you're maybe familiar with or a setting you've been working in, but from a new angle. And what things do you mm-hmm. see? What things do you hear? What things do you feel when you are put in the place of that particular item or object? So it's a fun one to try. And sometimes you get really kooky <laughs> fun stories out of it. And sometimes <laughs> it also helps with, with a project you're working on. Yeah, I like that one too. It's definitely would, I think, force you to look at things from a different perspective, yes. which is good. Yeah. Have you used that one? Have you used that one yourself? Um, I have used that one. I think uh, the last time I used it, I wrote about my yoga mat. Like I wrote about a perspective from my <laughs> yoga mat. Um, it's been a while now. I used that. I think the last time I used it was in a youth, like summer writers workshop before, before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a it was a lot of fun too, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I look for in prompts for my own process is usually something that's going to get me out of my comfort zone. So, if I'm using a lot of the same words, how can I do a prompt where I have to use new words that I don't normally use mm-hmm. just to try to push myself a little bit more on the page? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that some of these prompts you've used with workshops for young people. Do you find that a lot of prompts work for just as well for young people and adults? I do. I do. I I feel like I recycle <laughs> between audiences a lot. I think sometimes what changes is maybe I'd like to bring examples into, into a workshop too. So, so it's, I think sometimes those change, like sometimes the literature that I bring in to then get into talking about a certain prompt or a certain a certain tool change based on who the audience is. But I found that a lot of the prompts that I've done work great for young people. And especially the one I shared at the beginning with the, I remember, I don't remember. I mm-hmm. always, I always do those as warmups, no matter if I'm working with like fifth graders or, you know, 10th graders, or I'm working with adult writers, those little free writes and the challenge of like, don't pick your pen up or don't stop typing mm-hmm. end up being really fun and fruitful. I think the the time limit is really short too. Yes. <laughs> and so that's probably a good way to warm up to keep it keep it really tight. <laughs> and you can obviously the time limit is, you know, you can amend and modify all sure. these things and, and make the time limit, but I found especially when I have, you know, often with young people if I'm doing a visit like a school visit and doing a writing prompt, I really maybe only have you know, 30 to 45 minutes for the actual writing prompts part. So mm-hmm. doing a quick, like, okay, let's just get out of our heads and, you know, warm, warm up. And then, you know, also doing, I think more so with young people, I like to do mul- multiple levels in a, in a prompt. So I don't just say, okay, write a scene about this, but mm-hmm. we have like, you know, a free write, we have a listing sort of mapping prompts that then gets us to the ultimate prompt. So maybe a little bit more scaffolding with young people. Mm-hmm. But I've also found that that sometimes helps in adult workshops too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that would be helpful for both. 
Do you have any advice specific to people who are writing for young readers? Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like it's it's fun because I feel like I get the question, do you have any advice for young people? But for people <laughs> who are writing for young people, I do. I think the first thing is to make sure that you are in some way like interacting with young people somehow, whether that's a family member, nieces and nephews, you know, whether I know when I, when I was turning for black girls like me into the book, it actually was, I wasn't necessarily working. I worked many years for different youth organizations where I was working in the classrooms with teachers, supporting them. But at the time of writing this, I was working for a nonprofit where I wasn't getting a lot of time in the classroom or time, you know, in after school programs. So mm-hmm. That year, I ended up volunteering for a program called Girls on the Run. I lived in Michigan at the time. And you basically volunteer to be a running coach for middle and elementary school young people. And you train for a 5K with them. And there's a whole curriculum about self-esteem and confidence. And also, you get to run. Um, so while I was honing in on some of like the dialogue and the, the voices of some of the characters in For Black Girls Like Me, I was also running every two times a week around a school and working with young people. And that just just being around young people, hearing how they speak, hearing um, what they care about helps me with some of, I think, the authenticity of some of the characters. Mm-hmm. I would also say, once you have a draft, don't be afraid to ask young people to be your beta readers, to give you feedback, especially if that's who you're writing for. Make sure that, you know, you're writing for, for them. And so I oftentimes, when I get pretty close to a draft being done, will send my book to a young person and say, give me feedback. Let me know what, what works, what doesn't work. Or sometimes I, you know, call my goddaughter up and say like, does this make sense? And, you know, so, mm-hmm. so not being afraid to use young people as the experts, especially if you are writing for them. And then I would just say, if you're writing for middle grade, if you're writing for young people, usually pe- students want to read about a character that's a few years like older than them. So, mm-hmm. you know, middle grade, you're really writing for ages roughly eight to 12, depending on what their reading level and comfort is. And then if you write young adult, uh, which is for teens, but a lot of adults read, mm-hmm. you're really writing for sort of that 13 through even early college age students. Mm-hmm. Any other final writing tips you'd like to give or anything else you'd like to tell our listeners? I always tell people that um writing is, I'm not an everyday writer. And I don't think you have to write every day to be a writer, because I think that the work of writing is also sometimes being in the world, sometimes is absolutely reading other people's work, reading widely. So if you are Mm -hmm. a poet, don't just read poetry, but you know, expand and read other things. The work of writing is listening to music, is engaging with other artists, is engaging with your community. And so I always, when I get into my Capricorn high achieving, you haven't produced enough mode, remind myself that if I read a book, that's also part of the work. And obviously there are the times where you have to get to the page and you have to set your timer and you have a deadline, but not being afraid to recognize that part of being a writer is also experiencing the world around you and Mm -hmm. also engaging with it. So our you know, it's not just being a siloed, you know, writer, tortured writer in a tower, but the more you engage <laughs> with people and art and things that are you're not familiar with, the, the more powerful your writing is going to be. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. 
Thank you. This was fun. Before we sign off for this episode, I just wanted to take a moment to encourage listener submissions. If you're wondering why we haven't shared any so far, it's because we haven't received any. We welcome submissions that respond to any of the prompts that have been offered so far. And you don't have to be completely faithful to the prompt. If you used a prompt as a jumping off point, we'd still love to see it. Prompt to Page aims to be a supportive environment where you can share your work without fear of being critiqued. This is your chance to connect with other listeners and to be in conversation with the authors who have so generously shared their writing advice. You will retain the copyright of your piece. To submit, visit us at justpublib.org forward slash prompt hyphen to hyphen page. Thank you for listening to Prompt to Page. We also welcome you to join the Jesmond County Public Library's Prompt to Page Writing Group, which will meet on Tuesday, February 22nd at 6 p.m. Register on our website. To learn more about the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning, visit carnegiecenterlex.org. Our music is by Archipelago, an all-instrumental musical collaboration between three Lexington-based university professors. Find out more about Archipelago, Songs from Quarantine, Volumes 1 and 2, at the links on our podcast website.